Welcome back to NGF News, everybody. This is our latest Global Developments episode, and we have a couple of good topics today. These are some interesting ones. Um, the first one is the Russians ship sabotage, um, which is they have been in the Northern Sea planning sabotage. And then the next one is Germany shutting down its last three nuclear power plants. Yeah, so um, these are fairly recent. I think um, as of yesterday, or, yeah, <laughs> yeah. As of, at the time of this recording, which is on April 19th, Wait, not even yesterday, almost like a few hours ago. The Russian one was a few hours ago. Oh yeah, the nuclear power plant one was a little It was a little like two part. days ago. Yeah. But, still. but this is this is major. Um so what's going on right now is uh Russia has created this like sort of plan to sabotage wind farms and communication cables in the North Sea according to new allegations. Um these are just allegations because there have been ships, unmarked Fishing ships, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, fishing trawlers, as they call them. Yep, that have been armed with uh, Russian unmarked Russian troops as well. Mm-hmm. That have been patrolling, um, have been patrolling the North Sea, but have visited all wind farms in the North Sea. So if you look at, if you go to BBC, they have a fantastic map where you can see the route that they're following, which is pretty cool. Um, so this comes from a joint investigation by public broadcasters in Denmark, Norway, Sweden, and Finland. Um, they have said that the same thing, um, that they, the fleet of vessels is disguised as fishing trawlers and research vessels also, and they're carrying underwater surveillance equipment and are mapping key sites for possible sabotage. Yes. It's, uh, this has apparently been going on for months and they've been doing this investigation for a while. They have a really good picture of what looks like an armed Russian soldier, uh, on a vessel. So they, they tried to get away with it. I mean, it's still... You know, it's still a big. It's if. still a big if, but you know, there, the picture shows a lot, and, and the route shows a lot too, because all these wind tunnels, let's let's or these wind um, forms, if you look at where they are, it starts from like where the base is near Finland, it goes down, you go to Sweden, Denmark, Denmark, across to Scotland, 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 uh, outside of Denmark, and then the UK. Or I'd say Britain. Um, so this this is a travel path um, of like why if you're fishing a research vessel it's like a, a why yeah why would interesting you, yeah it's like very interesting why would you go there why would you map you the specific to. route of wind turbine because it's not it's not like it's like a oh they just like oh we passed it it's it's, it's like, like the clear, vessel like they are like, the vessel stopped there. To the next one. Stop there. Move to the next one. Stop there. Move to the next one. So it's it, it's a pretty clear path, and it guess that what the officials um are saying that did the investigation are okay. They're just mapping out for potential invasion from the west. Why in the North Sea? Why? Why? That's the big. That's question. the big question. Why? What is going on inside Putin's mind? What is he trying to prepare? What is he trying to map? Clearly, obviously, it's something strategic where he wants to knock off um, all these wind farms, eliminate their energy, and eliminate um, what was it they were looking for? When they were wind farms and uh, key sites telecommunications. For yeah, telecommunications. telecommunications. Yes. So what what Putin is planning? If there is, see, this is what I'm thinking. Like, why is he planning? to sabotage the West. Does he think that there's going to be a confrontation with the West, which he's planning, in case he wants to immediately attack these? Yeah. Which is... 
Kind of scary. Danish counterintelligence officer says the sabotage plans are being prepared in case of full conflict with the West. Norwegian intelligence told the broadcasters the program was considered highly important for mm. Russia. Yeah. Controlled directly from Moscow. Interesting. That's an interesting because look at looking at this from a, from a strategic standpoint, uh, we all know that this is probably this is their the most their strongest military or uh, naval bases and what they can do with their navy outside of looking at the islands about Japan that are north of Japan. Those are their strategic points. But if you're looking at some naval battle between the UK, Norway, Sweden, and Denmark, I mean, just look at the route in general. How difficult for the Russians? Because, I mean, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, and Finland surround them. Around the Russians, if they were to go on this route, mm-hmm. if they go up above, they have to go through the Arctic. That's tough. And then you got to meet the UK, right? I mean, that's tough too. So what's what is the purpose? I mean, sabotage, sure, whatever. They're going to knock out their winter. You know, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, a few days ago, Nordic all Nordic nations when they created their the Nordic Air Force, the full oh, Nordic yeah, Air right. Force. Yep. So now you have all these four countries. Um. Right, am I right? Four countries. So yeah, Sweden, yeah, Sweden, Norway, Finland, and Denmark. I believe Denmark would yep. be a part of it. Yes. So all four of them, two hundred and fifty, I believe, strong, two hundred and fifty aircraft. I think this is a direct response to the kind of new air force, um, air force counteroffensive against Russia. Air force, call it pack. Air force pack. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. So. It's it's interesting because it could you could either interpret it two ways. Is this a direct response to this new pact and Russia trying to protect themselves in case that in in the unfortunate circumstance that there is an invasion from the West, or they just they're planning a sabotage and preempting something for in a preemptive move. Maybe they want to sabotage now. Who knows? Why wind turbines? Like that makes up for less than like five percent of their energy. You knock them out. What's it do? I think that's probably what they're trying to like. What they can hit? They're trying to hit whatever they can. Yeah. In my in my opinion, um, but most importantly, the telecommunications line. I think they're more focused on that because they're trying to they're trying to eliminate any way to communicate. And I think what they're trying to do is okay. Well, now we have a air defense pact yeah. in the North Sea. If we can cut off communication between all four of those countries, it'll be hard for them to coordinate something. So true, that's true. Yeah. Here, here's another thing I think that uh, the UK should be worried about, and the rest of the mines. What? Who knows what they were dropping in the waters? If they were spotted, if they spotted the vessels, like only at the wind farms. Yeah, because the they had their transmission, yeah. their transmitters offline. Everything like you could not find those ships. They were yeah. essentially ghost ships unless they you saw them at a wind farm. Yeah. So it's, by the time that they were traveling from wind farm to wind farm, what were they dropping? What were they mapping exactly to? What routes? What, what yeah. they have been dropping? Um, technology they could have been dropping to you know cyber takedown networks. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be very difficult for that part, but like mines are not difficult because let's okay, let's hypothetically say um, West Coast War, the UK that's their only place to fend over naval ships and get a mine. Boom. One ship down, boom! Another ship down. I mean, this is a big area. This is not a. Uh, this is a strategic line they went in, because to get to 
where they need to go. You have to either go around the Arctic, which is hard, or go through the through Denmark and then go through um, past Sweden, up through Finland, and then they're there. I mean, you could if you plant mines along that path, just you completely stop them from getting there. Yep. But the Arctic is just almost impossible unless it's the summertime to get through. So it it could be a strategic thing that they're they're planning for again war maybe not just take down their network but like prevent their navy from getting to the Russian homeland. And it makes me think, what are they doing on the Japanese side and the Chinese side, or are the Chinese doing help them with that? Like you know, uh, you think naval? Is, are you saying that they're involved? And what's going on over there? Who knows what the Chinese are doing? That is true. They're true. they're so they're so secretive and. And so so intelligent in how they maneuver the global landscape. Like, what are they doing? Who knows? Yeah, that's that's fair, actually. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but we're gonna just have to see on that one. Maybe, maybe we'll have any of these four countries, maybe the four um, air packed countries, come up with something. United Kingdom. We're we're, we're gonna see. This is like brand brand new. They definitely need we don't know sonar. what. The sonar, absolutely. I think that's what they should be doing right now. And maybe they, they might be engaged in that. Who knows? Yeah, probably. We, we won't know, obviously not. But I hope they're engaged in like trying to figure out what, what it was that they were throwing into the ocean. Yeah, because the UK the like Sorry. said they perceive this as a threat. Or they don't yeah. perceive this as a threat. Like, what? But they take their cables and wind farm seriously. But they don't see it as a threat just yet. Which is just like... But they take it seriously, though. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what what the gray line. What? what why? Why is there such a gray zone? There, but, yeah, there really is a gray zone, especially with the UK for some reason. Yeah, you know, they're they're usually like, oh, if there's like a threat to their homeland, there's a tough stance always. Yeah, in history. So this is a weird gray zone. Or they just, you know, maybe they've already they already know what's going on, and they're just like they know that it's not a threat. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, this this is a this is a bold bold. bold or the, the Russians to be, and it also close. raises a question on like, if we just caught them now after a month, what have they been doing before? What have they been doing before? Exactly. <laughs> then, what have they been up to ever since? If we have just caught them, because it's not like these wind turbines aren't like you look at the ones that are near like England, they're close to the shore. Like they're not far. Oh yeah, that that like, cluster that at map? the bottom of the map. Yeah, yeah. that cluster is not far offshore. It's like right there. It's like how do you, how do you not notice like a bunch of dudes holding AKs on the boat? That's yeah. That's in if it's in the twelve mile radius. That's in UK waters. Oh yeah, yeah. all all of those are UK uh, and yeah. not in UK uh, in like national waters. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, especially the ones in Denmark. I mean, like what the heck? Like what? What's going on? Like what are they not? What is the countries missing? How are they missing this? Seeing this vessel? Even if it's an unmarked vessel, that's even more um, to go investigate. Right. If it's an unmarked vessel, because you're like, what are you doing here? What like even if even if it's a, an un- accidental unmarked fishing vessel, yeah. What are what, what, you doing? what brings you here at this specific wind farm location and the specific uh, line of my uh, telecommunications? Yeah, that's so weird that they're just like a month later they're putting out this press instead of calling them out. Yeah, I don't know if they saw it earlier. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird one. 
it's weird and it's scary and I don't like it. I don't like it either. And I think that that's definitely a cause for NATO to do a lot of big investigation. Oh yeah. Because yes, okay, well that if they're just mapping out wind tunnel or wind farms, whatever. But why though? But why? why investigate? Just get just a free, free preliminary thing. Anything small. Just do something to figure out what the path was. Because this this is not a you know this path is not it looks funky and wonky, but it's not. It's not. It looks deliberate. It looks like it's properly deliberate. planned. Because like you can see how, if you look at the first line, where it comes from, and then how it intersects here, and then it goes, crap, I lost it. I don't know where the first line really goes. But it, it, it's it's a deliberate try to confuse them, how they come into the shore here, it's, it's they come out, they come back in, they come back out, they split the lines going backwards. It's like a deliberate thing. Notice how they didn't go into like they stayed on the outskirts of the North Sea. If you thought, if you see that, yeah, yeah, they didn't go towards like the middle of the sea to get to the other wind farm. So obviously they're avoiding. They came back that way though. Hold on, they came back that way through the middle. Kind of, or, yeah, uh, but it's not even just like direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know it's kind of like there. they went. Uh, for those who don't know, we're talking. We're looking at the BBC's map. Yeah, mapping right now. We're just trying to make some sense of it, but very interesting. And I, I believe that everybody should look at it. And I agree. NATO needs to investigate. Yeah, because that that's NATO waters. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's NATO waters. Yeah. That just is. And they, they look at it. But other than that, for now, I think that kind of wraps up that portion. Yeah. Um, we'll keep everyone updated. Um, check our Instagram pages. If there's anything major, we will post it on our Instagram pages, and that's kind of like our first line of communication yep. um to everybody so yeah interesting right. it's scary but uh moving on to the next latest global development which is germany shutting down their last nuclear power plant and what their energy future entails so after following years of uh using nuclear power plants uh germany pledged to fully quit its nuclear power uh program um, following the 2011 fukushima disaster so the fukushima disaster occurred in japan and then germany at, on 2012 was like Angela Merkel. At, Angela Merkel was like, we will have to phase out uh, nuclear uh, power plants. So um, they were going to do this before, but because of uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, they main they kept it open for a little bit mm -hmm. until they were able to. Just now, um, uh, what did they fully shut them off? Yeah, not yet. By midnight on Saturday, the yeah. SR2, the Emsland, and Nek Nekar Weisslam 2 were going to be on offline. Yep. They're old Cold War nuclear energy plants, and they would cost a lot of money to keep up and, and, and um renovate. But like they were one of the innovators in the 1960s and 70s in nuclear energy. Chernobyl. Right. Them off a little bit, and then Fukushima was just like, All right, now we need to get rid of them. But conservative um, commentators in the country, politicians, that the, the, the Green Party plans to scrap their nuclear power plants are just not good with the cutting prices of Russian energy, and then the price of it is going to be so high now because now there's just low, low sources of energy. And now the government is increasing its reliance on fossil fuels, um, which I mean they they tried their their majority, and forty four percent I should say is renewables, and they've been trying to use wind and solar, 
which are just not effective and efficient. At the moment, Germany is not a very sunny country in general, and then the wind is just, they're not powerful enough yet. The wind turbines are not powerful enough to produce enough energy. Yeah. So nuclear was a big part, and coal and natural gas was a big part of it. I mean, I'm just looking at this graphic. Um, nuclear used to be good. It was one of the second most used up until 2010, and then renewables kind of uh, took over the use of nuclear. Mm-hmm. But here's my thing, right? I understand why they would phase out nuclear. We still don't know what to do with that waste. But that's not to say that the economy is ready for such a drastic shift. Yes, maybe like 5-10% of infrastructure in Germany was powered by nuclear, but that's... It's five, 6%. 6%. 2022. But that's 6% that now have to readjust to renewables. It's going to be fossil fuels. And... It's going to be fossil fuels until they have the capacity to add renewables to the grid. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. So their renewables include solar, wind, hydro, geothermal, biomass, and household waste. I don't know what household waste means, but I, I know what the rest of them do. Hydro is a good one. Hydro's always been a good one. But this, this is, yeah, look, nuclear energy, we know. Okay, so we don't know how to waste it. But we know that it's the most efficient form and cleanest form of energy when we figure out how to um, either reuse it or... And it can it. be reused. It's just yeah. we, we need time to continue researching. Oh, yeah, research. Because yeah, yeah. you can reuse a lot of nuclear waste into actual, like... We're still figuring out fission, right? I, I believe that's what the term I was looking yeah. for. It's just like where you use the waste, right, to put in an active nuclear material again. Yeah. And it becomes active altogether. But we're still working on, on that. And that's still more more time is needed. It's 92% but, efficient rate um, from prior research that I've done through Brookings Institute. But there, it is it is expensive. We we can't deny that. It is, it is expensive. But, but the thing is, is if we can have that as the dominant source of our economies, and I'm not saying completely dominant, but a, a pre-dominant one. A good portion of it. A good portion. I mean, the cost can be lowered because of how efficient it is. Yep. Because you don't need as many plants. Like you need coal, like you need gas, like you need oil. It's efficient. It's effective. And it going down um, has always been a case of human error. Right. I mean, Chernobyl's human error. Fukushima is human error. It, it wasn't because of it just... Collapse. It yep. failed. It's human error. Correct. And the thing with nuclear is you can't use renewables for very big infrastructures. When we're talking about like things like factories. Yeah. It's, it's tough. renewables are not to the point where they can power big, big infrastructures like that. Nuclear would be perfect for the use of using it to power factories, to power anything that a, a country really needs to, to operate. So, Especially when you're a large car manufacturer, like like oh, absolutely, yeah. For Audi, Volkswagen, that's a lot of renewable. They need a plug in to try to produce all that, all and, the cars that they make. And solar can do it, but you need a lot. You need a lot. A lot. It's like because it, and they always bring up the the case for Africa. It's like if we put uh, like a thousand square miles of solar panels across uh, the Sahara, we can. Power all of Africa. 
Yes, you can. It's but how many days of the year is it sunny in Africa? Like ninety percent. Ninety percent of the days of the year is it sunny, especially in the sub-Saharan Africa. What? What? How many days of the year is it sunny in Germany? I mean, let's look at half the pictures that they take online in Germany. It's, it's, all cloudy. it's cloudy, and so solar is automatically a difficult one, an expensive task. Also, you have the environment by building on it. You have to do trees, right? Then you go to wind, and wind is not efficient yet. We haven't figured out how wind can be efficient. So the next steps are things like hydro. Hydro's been great for them. It has. Hydro's been great for a lot of European countries. Geothermal has been great. I've never seen household waste before, but it's, I guess it could work. I'm not a scientist. I'd have to do more research on that. And biomass has been proven to be great yep. in other places. But they're smaller scaled renewables compared to things like wind and solar. Yep. And I also want to add that people, nuclear power proponents of Germany, they believe that Germany is still not ready yet for wind and solar energy, and then they will probably revert back to nuclear anyways, if they don't have renewables yet, or if they if they don't have renewables up to par where they need to be by 2045. So they could just, they're going to replug if they don't have it by then, which maybe, maybe, maybe. They might have figured it out, and they might we have might made wind and solar super efficient that we might not need nuclear anymore. But or they'll figure. Out I mean, nuclear. but for the for the time being, we shouldn't reduce our reliance on nuclear. I think nuclear is a good stepping stone to rem to move away from things like coal, oil, things like that. I think nuclear is probably the most, and in my personal opinion, I think it's the best way to get to renewables. I agree. I, I like it. It's the best if we knew how to take care of waste. Yeah. If we knew how to combine it again into actual fuel, nuclear fuel. Yeah. Because you have active and then you have waste. Active is what goes in, then you get the waste. But there's ways that – I forgot what the term was called. I did research on this. I forgot the term. But it's there's a method in which scientists are trying to figure out to literally fuse waste with active. And then – because the waste is still radioactive. Yeah. It's just like – not enough to how do I say this? Not enough to like power. To have net produce. To net yeah, correct. But if you combine it with another source, it'll recharge and it'll essentially have the same amount as if it were living in. And with so, all of that net um energy that's even wasted. So now you power. have literally almost technically like an unlimited source. Almost. Because so you still need the active, but now you have Active waste, active waste, active waste, active waste. So now you're reusing almost half of all the nuclear stuff going out. Yeah. And then you can just keep recycling it and recycling it and recycling it. Mm -hmm. That's another good thing about hydro is if you have really, really strong currents. Oh, yeah. It's just, just constant. And if we can even simulate current like that, it's constant. So that's a big thing. Germany's future. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say this in general. Europe, Europe's future. You know, what is it? And right now, it's not renewables. I mean, France and Germany are the leaders in that. In, in, re in, renew in renewables and nuclear. France and Switzerland are heading yeah. on nuclear. And right Switzerland, now. yeah. And I, I, I just think they should be because, I mean, France's infrastructure is incredible. Mm -hmm. So is Germany's. So is Switzerland's. I mean, it's incredible. The UK is doing better. Also has really good infrastructure. And so this is a 
big picture problem for the future. Getting rid of German's nuclear energy can spark concerns with countries like Switzerland, with countries like France. How much should we rely on it? And they can start docking back too, and that can cause problems. And so they, I think the biggest thing that they really need to look at is Germany, Germany needs to look at is to not just getting rid of things, but looking at diversification Absolutely. of energy. Absolutely. Diversification is, is the new, it's, it, it's the new, I had a word for it in the next topic of the week. It's a, it's the new um, way that we have to define energy reliance or energy uh, dependency. Energy security. Energy, energy security. security. It's the new terms. That one of the new terms is that they're looking at is diversification. And I agree. Diversification is going to be the new term because we don't we can't just rely on oil anymore because it's a it's it's a frisky market now. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um that's I don't have much else to say on this yeah. one. If you don't have anything else to say on this one. No, I'm good. Cool. Um two good topics this week. And two, like again, the Russian one, this one's gonna be one that we're gonna be like Step by step, because in my personal opinion, I don't care what the UK says. This is an act. This is the next steps to act of war. Yep. Because they are in um, international waters. They're not in international. They're in national waters in most cases. And so that's a scary thought. And then, you know, Germany's, Germany's reliance on, on the Russian oil and energy is going to be, you know, huge going into something like that. So. Yep. I do want to see what the consequences are of them turning down their last nuclear power plant. That that would be interesting to see. Yeah, see what I can't wait to see what they come up with. What, what they come up with next. Yeah. So, but other than that, this was kind of this uh, today's uh, latest global developments. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any specific things you want us to eye, please let us know. Absolutely. Um, but other than that, we will see you all in the next episode. Awesome.